Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Horror Story podcast by Bald Move. We're the officially unofficial podcast for FX's American Horror Story. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Today, we are wrapping up the season, uh, season eight, with episode 810, Apocalypse Then, Feedback Friday edition. We had our say on Wednesday night. You guys have had your say. Uh, seems like it's a mixed bag. There's a lot of people saying that, hey, you know, it's a fun season and it wasn't perfect, but it kind of brought it around. There's a lot of other people saying that it was a mess. And I think everyone's right. What do you, what do you, have you come around on? on... And I'm your host, Cecily. Oh, shit. I forgot all that (laughs) stuff. Hold on. Hold on. What an intro. Cecily, uh, what, on further review, have you changed your mind? I know you were pretty down on the episode. More down than I was. I was. That wasn't... Um, I was just mostly confused, but, you know, that's the that's the nature of an instant take. You if know, you time I, travel at you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I did a little time traveling myself. I watched <laughs> the episode again. Um, I went back in time into Ryan Murphy's writer room and just kind of got an idea of what was going on. Saw the madness in store. I'm even more confused now than ever, but... Um, it just seems like, it seems like the entire, my takeaway is that the entire point of this season was so that he could just rewrite history. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we end up at the exact same place we left it in Murder House. There's another Antichrist who's got the same, except Mm -hmm. this time he's alien flavored. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but you know, he's like, oh, I wanted to do Antichrist, but I messed so many things up. Mm. And then you think about the implications, which I'm sure people emailed us about a lot um with clarification on exactly what things have changed but it it really changes the trajectory of all of the seasons in some way yeah no there's a lot of uh especially the alien one asylum (laughs) (laughs) there was i mean i think one of the biggest changes is the happy ending for moira is just completely erased uh, so that was, I, I thought, a pretty pretty big grace note for the middle of the season, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen. But the witches are okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, that oh, you're right. That's the thing. Like this is, I thought this was a messy finale, but it well, ultimately is a messy season. It didn't have to be. It could have been a you know a nice tight eight episodes. Uh, but it's it's the Murphy way. Like I just don't ever think we're going to get a hundred percent amazing episode of American Horror Story because he treats the show like we treat the podcast. Like, the minimum amount of attention and time you can give something and still have it be a commercially viable product that people will come back to and and enjoy week in and week out. So, um, and that's the thing. Like, if you've... um, I think most people here are Bald Move fans. If you listen to our, our other podcast, we... Definitely spend a lot more detail, and we do a lot more research, and we spend a lot more time getting characters correct and all that. But, like, this show... I know we take shit for that on Reddit. Like, when we've got the threads that come up every year about what's the best podcast, people always kind of slag on us. Like, oh, the host hasn't even seen all the seasons. Or, oh, they can't get characters right. I don't think Murphy, if you held a gun to his head at the end of the season, could tell you the names of half of these characters. Like, seriously, Mutt and Jeff... Uh, you know, right. and and their last name is jerk off and come fart or whatever. Like, I it, it's I we I think we take it as serious as Murphy does, and I think that's the appropriate level of seriousness. So, right. uh, we'll be ranking it, yeah. the seasons yep. later on because someone asked us to do it. Um, oh shit! Better start thinking about it now. Better. That's why I'm giving you a little heads up. Uh, anything else we want to say as a preamble before we get right into right into the uh, feedback? Uh, nope. Ready to hear it. Okay. Take me to task. First up, Elliot. Fantastic podcast this year. Aw. Thanks. I, I wanted to vent about the whole Jeff. I don't think it's... A, I, I, what? Well, I was going to say, it's like, I just... I, I feel funny because I just got done talking about how this isn't a fantastic podcast, but I guess it's the it's the it's the best version of the podcast for this show. Like, think if we obsessively got into every detail and sweated it, how fucking mad and I, I guess that was like the first two years I did this podcast. Like by the end of the season, I'd be pissed and angry and f- f- fuck this and fuck that. I mean, I you know I feel like I've had an even keel this year. I've had a lot of fun with it. Right, we're having fun. I mean, we know that there's a uh, there's definitely people 
all the people listening now out there that want to experience it just like we do. Yeah. Um, however, the timing, the time of year that it always falls on is just mm. so busy for both of us personally, mm. professionally, that we don't, we would like to do that kind of a podcast, but we just don't have the time or mental energy to accomplish that. I don't think that kind of, I don't think this show supports that kind of podcast. I think it's like that it's, if you, if you tried to do that type of podcast, you'd either be delusional and just be completely in the tank for it and deny that there's any kind of problems, or you'd be a bitter, angry, pissy, like, uh, you didn't get your Halloween episode after you thought you were going to get your Halloween episode type of fandom. And neither of those options, I think, are appealing, at least to me. Okay, uh, let's get back to what Elliot is here to talk about. Because uh, <laughs> we haven't even got back to the... Uh, uh, th- we haven't got past the compliment that he paid us. I wanted to vent about this whole Mutt Jeff cooperative thing. Maybe it's my very Protestant childhood ta- uh, talking. Oh, the VPC. But to me, casting all these goons as signing the devil's book and gaining wealth and fame makes the devil fundamentally less scary. Hey, that's a Sabrina reference. He's going to get sued for that. <laughs> In my the black book. He didn't say the black book. He said devil's book. That's the off brand. It's like it's called the Super Bowl the big game. That's how you get around that. Calling Fruit Loops fruit rings. Exactly. <laughs> Fruity rings. And my fake head cannon signing on the devil as a clever and driven but fundamentally evil human absolutely should grant you wealth and fame, but people like Mutt and Jeff should end up failing to read the fine print and end up scrubbing the floors in hell somewhere with nothing to show for it. Letting these two in the club makes people who should be in there want to leave. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I think the devil's communist. It's, it's everyone according to their need. And these guys needed a lot of help. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. It's uh, also like, uh, you know, any any conservative would tell you that the, the communism, socialism is aligned with the devil. I think it, I think it tracks. Um, I see nothing wrong with that theorem. I mean, if, if, it, if it comes to the devil, then sign me up. Indeed. Uh... But I, I, I kind of agree with you, um, it, and I, I, but I think in, the, in a good way because like I, I grew up in a, a fundamentalist Christian cult where the devil was serious business and like you know demon possession and stuff that was really scary. So I don't mind seeing a little bit of air let out of the old, the old devil's balloon. <laughs> uh, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel 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 pretty good about not believing in him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> John G, maybe I'm setting the bar too low, but I just want to congratulate Ryan Murphy on accomplishing something I believed impossible. A full season of AHS with one cohesive storyline with a definitive plot I could effectively summarize in a paragraph. John's not wrong. Mm-mm. That's 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 pretty remarkable. Right. Think about it. You can't do that for any other single season of the show. And while it's far from perfect, my God, we're Mutt and Jeff bad. Never <laughs> yeah. once did I scream, what the hell is the point of this at the television? This season, AHS embraced what it is uh, when it's at its best. Wait, Ab- he said he never did? Never did. Okay. Absolute campy nonsense and two tons of fun without completely disregarding story like they often do. Sorry there weren't aliens. Better luck That's next true. year. That, that, is, that is a very good point. There was none of that abandonment of the story halfway through. Yeah. The, 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 but if we look at this as like a right. first half of a two-part season, then right. I'm not ready to say that's not going to happen yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think that, honestly, man, if they he had just, just gotten a really good Halloween episode, I think everybody... Because I, I still think people are a little bit sore over thinking that this was building up to something amazing and then having kind of a wet turd Halloween episode. And that's that's kind of... The show's kind of not recovered. Right. Um, right. And Tittle's finale. And it finale's kind of polarizing. So that's unfortunate. The Mutt and Jeff was my, was my whole... What the hell is the point of this? That's right. the, my biggest hang up for the but entire the season. But w- I think wait that- till we get to the new next email because it, it blow it blew my mind, and I wish I'd known this because it makes a little bit more sense. Okay, uh, uh, maybe he, Ryan Murphy just has a bone to pick with Silicon Valley and needed to put that in there. Well, but who, who doesn't? I've got bone. I mean, shit. I made my I made money uh, doing Silicon Valley shit. I made my made my pre podcast money, and I got bones to pick with them. You didn't. You weren't even. I mean, you weren't in Silicon Valley in that culture. I think it was really illuminating to see. Like that's oh, no. not too far off. No, no, no. It's funny because like it, like everything else in the Midwest, like we're five years behind the coasts. So I'm I'm pretty sure that there's a little bit of that bro gramming culture that's taken over the Midwest. But I haven't I haven't been around to see. I've been doing podcasts. Mm. Uh, P.S. Low-key favorite part of the episode, and maybe the season, is the hidden assertion that Nan is a diabolically evil and great at her new job, but nobody in the living world can give her credit for it because of her disability. 
puts a smile on my face every time I saw her. That's a good point. Like, Nan saying, I'm really good at being evil, and everyone's like, aw, sweetie, sure you are. But she is. Right. She is an evil, diabolical person that should be taken seriously on the merits of her uh, evality. Yeah, she loves it. She was made for hell. Mo- or or whatever. Yeah, Papa Legba. No, I think Papa Legba. Voodoo hell? Yeah. It's voodoo hell, but what does that even mean? Uh, Jeremiah says, on my way home from work this week, I was listening to an episode of the Paracast show Cults that focused on Anton LaVey and the Church of Satan. I was very surprised to hear them mention that LaVey had always had a fascination with androids and artificial companions. I only did the most surface level of amateur investigation. Well, you're more than qualified to speak on this podcast, mm-hmm. sir. But I have included an excerpt from uh, and a link to a Rolling Stone article that talks about this potential explanation for Kathy Botts and the odd sojourn into the land of bowl hair, uh, bowl cut haired weirdos. Thanks for your bangerific coverage of the of a banger of the season. So this is from MaryEllenMark.com, and uh, it quote quote from the the article. On the way, LeVay talked about androids, his favorite hobby horse. He has spent years working on his own android prototypes, his mannequins, preparing for a day when the science of robotics will enable industry to begin the production of artificial human companions. The forbidden industry, he called it, polite, sophisticated, technologically feasible slavery. Hey, I've seen that Star Trek The Next Generation episode. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. Most of his dolls are store mannequins with their faces sawn off, replaced by latex impressions taken from his friends. I sculpted one entirely out of pure polyurethane foam, LaVey said as we edged across the bridge through the fog. I inhaled all those fumes trying to create a realistic woman with actual sex parts. I put so much of my personal fetishistic desire into it that I eventually became like Pygmalion. I kept expecting her to show up at my doorstop. The interviewer asked, do you have sex with your dolls? There was a pause. I tried to, he said. It was going to be my greatest test run. Just as I was entering her, the damn room started shaking. An earthquake hit. I figured it was God's way of trying to tell me something, so I ceased my activities of the moment. I love this guy is molding faces on mannequins and calling them androids. I love that he's also a part or a leader. Mm-hmm. I'm getting all of this. I mean, as we've learned, there's many different sex of I don't know. Yeah, see, bad words. But um, sex as a leader, Satanism. leader of the Church of Satan. Mm-hmm. Is that the right one? Yeah. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Satanic he's, temple. Church oh, of Satan. Yeah. yeah. He's taking a sign from God is my point. Right. It's hilarious. Like, he should, like, it, that's a layup on your branding, man. Figured it was Satan's way of trying to tell me something. Boom. You're you're, just, you're Satan was just trying to make it all the more pleasurable. <laughs> mm, mm. I guess, yeah, Satan wouldn't interfere. Yeah, Satan would be like, yeah, man, it's the Earth's... M-. Yeah, that's the other... Maybe it was Satan. He's like trying he's to tell a, him the Earth he, moved. It was so good. Yeah, he's standing... Or Satan's in the Earth's core, because obviously he's underground, uh-huh. and he's just like shaking it. <laughs> I have a theory that a polyurethane uh, sex doll would feel like shit. Like what polyurethane? What's it's, it's like, something we have? Close it's like by? like anything that's like um, anything that's packed in like molded foam, like your TV. Hey, yeah. Next time you get a TV or a microwave or something, take that thick white foam, drill a hole through it, and try fucking it. Ah, no. See how that goes. It makes my t- it makes me want to grind my teeth just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. Now I wonder because like I gotta f- I I feel like. Because one thing that Murphy does is he does a lot of research for, like, real historical facts to pin weird things on. A lot of times I don't think he does a good job of bringing that out. Like, this Android stuff would have been a lot more meaningful if, number one, Mutt and Jeff weren't Mutt and Jeff. But number two, if he had somehow had a throwaway line from Anton LaVey about androids and how he's super into them. Uh, But I don't know. Maybe that's, that's... probably arguably our job is to make those connections um but again it's not the right. kind of show it's not the kind of show that you want to go and read wikipedia for an hour after yeah nope uh martin t i really like this episode i love the hbic entrance angela bassett you could tell was having a lot of fun being marie laveau again speaking of is this steal with papa legba still legit or no also i thought kathy bates soul was hidden away did michael somehow find it Man, I uh, so you've seen Coven a lot more recently than I have. Do mm-hmm. you understand these references and have something intelligent you want to say about them? If not, we'll just roll through. Yeah, just roll through. 
And Michael's ending was very blah. The whole time I was watching it, I was thinking, ugh, Aaron and Cecily are probably not going to like this too much. I just wanted more, and I still have that coven-shaped hole that wasn't quite filled. Well, just like a py- just like a polystyrethane <laughs> sex doll. You've got that hole that just is never going to be Polyurethane? filled. Polyurethane? Polyurethane? Polystyrethane? I don't know. Did I... Because I, oh, I don't think polyurethane is that foam stuff. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that. Um, <laughs> she's making she's making a squeezing gesture with her thumb and forefingers. Like memory foam? It's not memory foam. No, it's not. I don't you think could it, plausibly fuck memory foam. It's not foam at all. No, it's like that. It's that plasticky latex stuff. Huh. You know, like a any I guess like any dildo or sex toy would be made out of. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> that's the same symbol I was making was a sex, a sex toy. Yeah, it's like yeah, hey, it's <laughs> like a sex toy. Like you use it like this, and uh huh, uh huh, just like grabbing yeah, it, yeah. grabbing it, manipulating nope. it. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Moving it in and out. I see. I see over there. Uh, let's see. Honestly, I would have been more than okay if they had never showed up again. Oh, with the teenagers. Uh, honestly, I've been, I'd have been okay. Let me try that again. Okay. Regarding the teenagers, honestly, I would have been okay if they'd never showed up again and I was actually looking forward to see them again. My ending for the teenagers would have been Timothy going to Hawthorne and Emily going to Robichaux, being respectively Warlock and Witch, and maybe we come back to them later. Maybe they get a co-ed facility like Hogwarts and stop this stop this insanity. Anyway, overall, I give the season about an 8 because it kept me entertained mostly. You guys are awesome, and I patiently wait for next year for the next installment of AHS. It's 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 fortunate you give it an eight because it is season eight, and I like how that just matches up. Yeah, me too. Rena R is going to propound us with a lot of bullet points here. What the fuck happened? I'll just throw you all this list of un- unanswered plot devices I could recall off the top of my head. Quick fire, go. One. Constance ghost daughter with no eyes. Yeah. What the fuck happened? Getting Timothy and Emily into the bunker, even though Michael fully knew he just killed them. I, I don't know if that's a what the fuck happened, because I think maybe that that was a backup plan for Satan, or because I think eventually Michael dies, right? And he goes to hell, and then you need still another earthly host for your power, and you got some demon eugenics going. I'm wondering why they're making They went through the trouble of creating a second unrelated. Just going back through my family timelines here, unrelated yeah. at all to the Langdons, another Antichrist, when he had a brother, and it seemed like they could have done something with that, where that second child didn't die in childbirth or something like mm. that. Yeah, Witchers yeah, yeah. are the only ones who possess time travel. Right. Yeah, you think Satan would know about that. Right. Um, and if Satan can't do it, then maybe he can make a deal with Papa Legba. <laughs> it I, seems like there's options. Yeah, I mean, uh, canonically, the devil is the one that gave humans all of our forbidden knowledge. So what the hell? Are you holding that time travel? You just giving that to the witches? Well, come on, man. That's not very Prometheus of you. Uh, Coco's powers. What the fuck happened? Yeah, we. It's f- so funny how this community weaves better lore sometimes in Murphy. Like, they had already got this figured out. Like, oh, her powers are danger detection. That's going to be super useful when she's assigned to Mallory as some kind of guardian. Right. That she can subcon... They never never once talk about that. It's just, no, you're going to be a huge bitch to her. And that's going to keep your self-esteem down so you don't become the Supreme. <laughs> what? Okay. What the fuck happened? Number five. <sighs> not even a text to warn Misty and Stevie Nicks, the White Witch. What the fuck happened? I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, six, the Illuminati, Church of Satan, robot technology, worthless and meaningless, and more importantly, makes you wonder what the fuck happened. I'm adding all this. I'm just, I'm just rolling oh, with what, what Ren has given me. Seven, Miss Venerable's character, scoliosis, need for control, ultimately meaningless. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Mallory's role of Supreme existing alongside the previous Supreme. It, wasn't Sarah Paulson crumbling to dust? What the fuck happened with that? Oh, what yeah. the fuck happened? Yeah. Uh, no Halloween ghost party? Not even an acknowledgement that the finale took place during Halloween? What the fuck happened? Despite all this, the writer still felt it necessary to show how Michael asked two guys to build a robot, but not how he learned to communicate with Satan and turn his blood into snakes and shit. But the most <laughs> heinous crime of all, no reference to Satan's adventures at Briarcliff. Not even a hint of demonic possession. It was still a really fun journey listening to you two during the season. Thanks for giving me an outlet to share my thoughts. 
about the stupid show I just keep you coming back to. Absolutely. And, and you know so what? do we. We'll be ne- here with you. Next year we're gonna wind we're gonna find ourselves in front of the television and we're gonna say what the fuck happened? How are we here? It's mid October. I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, every year we start fresh, like like newborn babes. Right. This is because because the trailers so and the little teasers look so good and FX Ryan Murphy's Twitter feed and Instagram. Yeah, he's he's just, he's just going to write the script live on Instagram next year. Or Periscope. He's going to Periscope, Periscope the entire it. script writing Nobody process. Nobody uses Periscope anymore. They're using Instagram Live. Aaron. That's true. Duh. That's true. Sure, that's what I'd get for trying to keep up with the kids. Uh, Sebastian, hello. I'm a little disappointed by the end of this season of AHS. AHS, it felt incredibly rushed. I was watching the finale and some simultaneously felt like we were being rushed through the finale and that there wasn't actually enough material to have it to be continued, so they kind of screwed themselves. I agree. What the fuck happened? That said, I have a question that might just be a result of my own ignorance. Wasn't the whole point of season one and this season's Return to Murder House episode to show the Antichrist was born as a result of the devil's influence on the murder house? So then why at the end of the episode is another Antichrist born from two seemingly innocent teenagers in some random stranger's house in L.A.? Dude, I'm t- I-, I think you're supposed to understand that maybe this is the start of a new murder house, but yeah, like... I, I feel like I'm Jeff Goldblooming. Uh, Antichrist finds a way, but that's the story they're telling. Right. There wasn't nothing. There was nothing. There wasn't nothing. There wasn't nothing special about Murder House. It was. You know, it was just the first season they made, and of course, I don't think he ever intended on. At least when writing the first three or for one to five seasons, he didn't know that he was going to make it into uh, some sort of connected thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he just rebooted it with a new Antichrist. Just undo. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, I don't... I thought that was shitty. Um, you know, trying to make the teenagers pay off and essentially rebooting it, I felt like it cheapened what had come before. But he wanted that kind of... I mean, that's that's... That's something that good horror stories do is they make you think that things are okay and then they have a denouement uh, you where it's like, oh no, the evil's still out there so you don't feel really good about walking out of theaters, but can, this one's kind of a joke. Yeah. Can you talk me through something real quick? I will try. That just occurred to me. I'm here for you. So the whole reason anyone, anyone was in the bunker was because the, what was it called? The cooperative? Mm-hmm. Which wasn't... I think was I know where you're going. Church of Satan? Yes. Right? Yes. It was affiliated anyway. And there were multiple outposts. There were multiple outposts, yeah. We saw that on the map. Okay. But what, how did this, I mean, I guess Satan wanted to reboot a perfect society, but boy, did he do a bad job drafting. But every single, almost every single person in there that we know of was in there pretending to be someone else. Right. Besides, you know, Stu and his lover, whose name I can't remember, or husband, even if they were married, were they were the only ones who were just there with no pretense. Right, and they didn't seem exceptional either way. But maybe that's a maybe that's a deal. Like you know, the the, the gods always talking in the Old I guess Testament. The teenagers too. No, they they had some sort of special demon right. purpose. Like like gods always bragging in the Old Testament. Like, hey, I don't do it. I don't do my my crazy shit with the most powerful people. I I take these this this poor abandoned tribe that's been uh spit on and i i do work my wonders through and my greatness through these like all the spokesmen are not necessarily super impressive it's like you know what what makes you what makes you is having uh the 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 big yahweh behind you and maybe satan's the same way like look i'm gonna do this shit with bowl cuts and bad die jobs i'm 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 you're gonna know that i'm great because i can do all this stuff with the cast offs of society maybe but I don't know. That's a generous interpretation. Right. TB in Kansas. Hey, it's me, TB in Kansas, or if you prefer, Tabinkinsaws. Tabinkinsaw. And no, it doesn't uh, bug me when you say it is one word. I get a kick out of everything you do. Well, Everything? I don't know, because I kind of feel like you started the T period, B period, space, I in, space, Kansas, because we did somehow hurt your feelings a little bit. I apologize. 
<laughs> this person just told you that they don't I have know. their feelings hurt, but you're insisting that they should. Well, I mean, but you're still calling them a Tabinkin saw at the same time. Yeah, what's no, your point here? No, it's like it's like let's say if like Tabinkin saws came up to me and said, "Hey, how's it going, Eric?" and I and I say, "Oh, it's actually Aaron," and they're like, "Oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry," and they're like, "Oh no, it's, uh, it's call me whatever." It's like, well. If you want me to call me whatever, then you shouldn't have corrected my, my Eric, right? I don't think it's a mispronunciation. I looked at it as a cute nickname. <laughs> We've spent far more time thinking and you giving thought, thoughtful analysis of this guy's uh, name and acronym and How all that stuff know than it's we have. You're, oh, my God, man. Blown. You're Just worst. uncovered yet another hidden layer You're of my sexism. Uh, anyway... Uh, let me thank you both, Aaron and Cecily, for making this season of American Horror Story ten times more enjoyable just by covering it. Thanks for all the time you put in and all the entertainment you're, you provide your listeners. Well, thank you. While I share some of your frustrations with the finale, I'm mostly satisfied with the way it wrapped up one of my favorite seasons. They managed to answer most of my questions in the end, much to my surprise, and that's a lot more than could be said for most seasons or even most shows. I'm left with a couple. Only a couple. We saw definitive proof in Outpost 3 was, in fact, somewhere in Southern California, not far from Los Angeles. So I still don't get why Coco and company got on a plane to get there from Santa Monica. I'm assuming they did, in fact, circle around to avoid the blast, then return to basically where they started. But I have no idea why Michael would choose an outpost location so close to the blast zone in the first place. In fact, a pilotless plane was never really explained either. Well, I mean... Oh, yeah. The, the AI. He should have had Kathy Bots driving it. That'd been sweet. If he had two Kathy Bots up there, identical Kathy Bots. It would have, I guess, spoiled the surprise of her being a robot, which super impactful, it turns out. Why did they make her leave behind Brock? Why did they give her a, well, I guess they didn't give her a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, this... Okay. Nope. See, this is when you just start to think about it, and you can feel like your I mind know. expanding against falls. your it's, brain. It's like trying, trying, to, trying to hold on the smoke. Uh, also, how did Cordelia, Myrtle, and Madison make their Myrtle, Myrtle, Cordelia, Myrtle, and Madison make their way from Louisiana all the way to California post-apocalypse? There wouldn't have been any planes or trains, and I'm assuming most of the highways would have been destroyed. Did they walk all the way? Or did they have a transportation spell? I assume broomsticks. I mean, that's a pretty basic witch ability. Yeah. Could we didn't sweet to see it though? Them right. arrive on broomsticks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because they'd be sitting, you know, they're wearing all those badass skirts. They'd be sitting there like all prim and proper, side saddle. Yeah, I think you think. <laughs> I think I don't know. I would say, hey man, if I was wearing a skirt, I'd go. I'd go side saddle. That's just the fact. I mean, you okay. want to catch all that air with your skirt? No, no. There's there's a practical way if you're wearing a skirt to to ride something that you're mounted on. Finally, okay. do we really think you're really going to double down on the sexism this week? What? <laughs> I'm saying if I wore a skirt, it's not male or female. No, I'm saying it's problematic that you're going to tell someone how to wear clothes and w- ride a broomstick. No, you can time. ride a broomstick however you want. I think <laughs> you ride a, with a big I know, flowing I'm skirt. I'm not trying to make this a thing. Let's move on. I want to make it a thing. Bread, bread I wanna make it a thing. We spent too much time on breadsticks. I want to make it a thing. We spent too much time on breadsticks. I want to make it a thing. Okay. You can ride a broomstick however you want. If you got a flowing skirt, I think you ride it like f- knees up front exactly once. Unless you like the Marilyn Monroe kind of drag shoot effect. And then, you know, you rock on with your bad self. Anyway, back to the big saws. Finally, do we think next season really will be a continuation story with the teens and their devil baby? Wouldn't that essentially be repeated this season with a different son of Satan? Do we really want that much rehash? I say no. I actually do say no. No, I, I think that... This is just standard. Uh, you think the demon's been depossessed, but then you walk out and the girl's still got glowing eyes. Kind of. That's it's it's that kind of thing. That no matter what you do, Satan always wins. And how do we feel about that? I'm fine with it. Although, I like Satan always winning. Although, although I gotta say that, like, if the next two seasons are just reboots and rehashes of this one with like different configurations of Coven and different people as the hero and different like. Instead of Mallory, you got uh, Taz Tazia Formiga. Taza Farmiga. Farmiga. Uh, <laughs> I, I could I could get down with that. Or Stevie Nicks. Have Stevie Nicks lead the season. Why not? Yeah. Are are there more witches or not? Are they dying breed or not? Beats me. Who knows? But the future is all up in the air now. Danielle. Are what we if we go- got like a witch vampire alien? <sighs> freak that the, are started a cult 
I can't, I cannot pronounce this word. The Scathich, whatever Lady uh-huh. Gaga was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the beginning, yeah, meets that... her vampire self from Hotel. Oh, That's and another then missed they have a baby. <laughs> That's another missed I, I wanted and this it's all. Abducted. No, an alien puts a baby inside both of them. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! You reminded me. I'm kind of bad. I, I think he dropped the ball in the Scathich stu- stuff. Like they, they kind of talked about how Mallory oh, right, right, right. was so powerful that she, you know, she could trace her lineage back to the beginning, and then they, cor- yeah, Lady Gaga was doing too much uh, promotion of. A I'm Star correcting Wars myself right now in this moment, but Lady Gaga was not the Scathich. She was the actress portraying the Scathich. Whatever, whatever. But anyway, still principle still applies. Uh, Danielle M, are we going to get an update for where Apocalypse falls in your AHS rankings? Here's a Vulture's list, which I think is wrong. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think you forgot to include that list because it was not in the email. Or at least I could not discern it. Um, <laughs> you couldn't find the link? No, it, there wasn't one. So I, I, why did you read that part of the email? Uh, because I wanted her to think, oh man, the way I do, like a million times a day. Like I just wanted to share that feeling with the world. Just okay, so you know, fine, you've been, you've been fine, publicly shamed. fine. <laughs> Danielle M., are we going to get an update on where Apocalypse falls in your AHS rankings? Okay. I did a really quick gut check, and here's what I've got. Oh, I forgot to think about it. All right, talk slow. Coven, number one spot. Two, Hotel, number two spot on the strength of Angela Bassett being a black exploitation vampire, Lady Gaga being Lady Gaga, and the incomparable Liz Taylor. Narrowly <laughs> edging out Apocalypse, which is my third favorite season, followed by Freak Show as my fourth favorite season, then Asylum, Murder House, Roanoke, and Cult. And honestly, everything everything between Freak Show, like Freak Show, Asylum, and Murder House are kind of like all toss-ups, and you know, I might feel differently about them if I watch them. I think Roanoke and Cult are the clear least favorites for me. Um, and cults like are pretty far down at the bottom. I man, I really did not like last last year's season. Uh, what you got? What you got, Cecily? This was season eight. This was season eight. Wow, it's been eight seasons. I was just writing them all down, and I, and then I kept thinking of ones to write, and I'm like, God, there's so many. I know. Eight. All right, like we've been doing this for five years now. God, five years we've been doing this. Jesus Christ. Okay, what do you got? <laughs> I have, I have nothing. I have no time. <laughs> it's a flat circle, and it means nothing to me anymore. Um, so is this rating, ranking supposed to be how good we think the season is or based on our personal favorites? I think it's personal favorite. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? It's your AHS ranking. I'm, I'm more than ready. Number one, Asylum. Okay. Number two, Coven. has moved way up in my esteem. I would love to hear what I said last year. Mm. Um, number three, Hotel. Okay. Number four, Murder House. All right. Number five, Freak Show. Okay. Number six, Roanoke. All right. Apocalypse Cult. Whoa, Apocalypse at seven. Yeah. Ah. Well, there you go. You don't get to argue with me about oh, my right. personal preference. I just said, ugh, and I'm moving on to her side note. Are y'all watching the Eli Roth History of Horror series on AMC? It's actually really good. And I think you'd enjoy. No, but I, I plan to catch up on it when... History of Horror? When we have a little bit of time. Because, mm. man, we... Uh, again, it's it's a kind of a stretch for us to put out as much content as we did in October with the... Uh, and mean, we still didn't even deliver on all the yeah, things we promised. Yeah, we watched 25, 20, 30 plus hours of horror stuff and did three and a half hours of coverage on it, plus the American Horror Story and, you know, Crimea Rivers is a podcast, but we both have full-time jobs on top of that, so... Um, but yeah, I definitely want to get because I I love those pastiche little <laughs> kind of you know ranking and history. I, I like that stuff. I, I love really that like you it. consider this to be your side gig. It is. It's both of our side gigs. Yeah, not like part of your job. Not like working overtime. <laughs> okay, I mean it's 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 some sort of moonlighting. I'm not doing it during a oh yeah a standard office hours. We're we're using our own personal. I have to tell you this. Also, Jim doesn't pay me to do this podcast either. <laughs> I actually uh Yeah. I, uh, oh, that's it. That we just need sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then and then we'll and then we'll, you know, you pay you get what you pay for basically. <laughs> yeah, I I just think my butt best friend butt plugs, they just weren't happy 
they weren't quite happy with the results they got on oh, their we last just campaign. We couldn't say the name of their website in order. No, and they yeah, I didn't like the whole uh, accusation that their uh, best butt pl- plugs are not in fact sanitary, but they have fabric. That's just a, that's just a fact. You fact. can't mix fabric with butts. Uh, and expect it to be clean. Unless Come on. they're underwear, and, and they're not get... coming back, so we can slag them. They're, right. t- they're terrible butt plugs. They're bad. I don't. I've got a best butt, and my butt was too good for it. So there. What do you think of that? Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Rebecca, seriously, just finished the episode, and I guess it wrapped up. Is it over or not? What was with that ending? Could it have just stopped with the witches? Did what? we need the next the Antichrist? Deal? No, we did not. That was horseshit. And if we brought the teens back just to wrap it up, why not bring back Stu and Dinah Stevens and her son? These few people were just so pointless. Also, Timothy and Dinah Emily got Stevens pregnant. Dinah Stevens had a son? What? Dinah Stevens had a son? I don't know. I kind of just was going to roll over that because I, I wasn't. I did not remember that. But also, I could see it being true. And I'm just mm. going to just let it go. All right. Also, Timothy and Emily got pregnant after knowing each other for three months and stayed together. That's the most unrealistic part of the entire show. Yeah, I mean, it's a satanic romance. Like, I don't... It it's didn't a, feel a, like it was an organic thing at all. It's a twin thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> it's alien twin thing, yeah. I know they're not twins. They're half-brother and sister. Uh, Savannah, best part of the finale. Kathy Botts quoting the dying Hal 2000 from 2001, A Space Odyssey, Daisy, Daisy, I'm Half Crazy, etc. And Emma Roberts, Emma Roberts Emma from Roberts. The Longest Yard. Sorry, I broke <laughs> your toy. Icing on the cake would have been Angela Bassett mm-hmm. saying, baby gravy, just one more time. Mmm, baby gravy. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> MK from... I don't like how, how excited you were about that. MK from Michigan. Hello, Cecily and husband. So I'll just jump right to it. I love this persistent joke. Yeah, you start that 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 goes all the way back to True Blood, right? I I don't rem, I don't even remember. I know it was just I think it was one offhanded me- mention. I yeah, made some poor about, son of a bitch said uh, Aaron and Aaron wife, and, wife. <laughs> and I don't think we were married at the time. And it's not even the same person that writes in an email and and makes reference to that. It's a lot of different people, and I oh, love yeah. it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. It yeah. makes uh, True Blood feel like it's still alive in my heart. I'm just her sidekick. So I'll jump right into this. I'm sure this is something you guys will talk about, but I want to make sure we all know what Mallory's going back in time means. I love this. I love this. Mallory going back in time changed a number of events that had happened. Easily the most obvious would be her saving Queenie. When Mallory returned to Miss Robichaud's academy after killing Michael, and she told Queenie not to stay at the Hotel Cortez, which changed the entire end of the plot of Season 5. Now... I'm going to have to take your word for this next part because I tried to bone up on the American Horror Story wiki and it's as big of a mess as the show is. Like there was an actual like one of the lines was someone went uh, went back to the hotel and committed a suicide. Like, well, eh, huh? Um, <laughs> anyway, without Queenie to feed Ramona, the Angela Bassett character, then there's no confrontation with the Countess Lady Gaga. This would probably lead to the Countess killing Iris and Liz and subsequently mean that John Lowe would be without his final commandment. I mean, I, I just assumed that he would find a different murder, but I don't know. Like, maybe they built up that this is the only murder it could have been. But, I, again, I, I don't remember that season well enough to, to comment on it. This is where I wish, I wish I was a little bit more steeped in the lore. Right. I don't think it needed to specifically be that murder. Well, wait, how would that stop him from killing Alex and Andy? I don't know. Like I said, I'm I was not even willing to to go that far into the analysis. Okay. Also for Murder House, Mallory went back in time and killed Michael on the day that he killed the priest, which obviously was before Constance killed herself in the Murder House. This would mean that everything that happened in the episode Return to Murder House would not Tate would have never saved Vivian from Michael, and Violet would never have had a reason to forgive him. Also, Moria would never have been set free and buried next to her mother. Mm-hmm. Not sure if anyone else has sent you this, but I think it's worthy of a discussion. Yo, yeah, totally. That's like Murder House got turned, flipped upside down. Uh, the ghosts didn't get any happy endings. There was no bittersweet endings for the, the star-crossed teen lovers. It was just... Uh, I mean, I guess Tate still gets the Antichrist. He's still free of the Antichrist and giving eternity. Maybe uh, maybe Violet will turn around on him. 
Do we see where the Moira? It's a real kick in the real kick in the the lady bits for for Moira, unfortunately, because now she's stuck with Constance forever. A bitter ass Constance that lost her la- her last child. Jesus, that's right. that's right. Why do you even? Why did you even give us that ending for her if they were going to take it away? Maybe Constance moves out and dies somewhere else, so at least Moira is not haunted by her the entire time. But, nah, I doubt it. Or maybe Constance like. Now that he's killed, and like she, like maybe she gets a backhoe out and excavates the gazebo and sets Moira free anyway. I don't know, but it sucks. I feel bad for Moira. She didn't deserve that. Uh, Thanks for the awesome podcast season. MK says, "Can't wait for the next one." Well, thank you, you. Jamie in Seattle. You'll recall that Jamie's had a lot of problems with the show, and uh, let's see, let's let's check in and see how the finale treated him. Well, I gave a lot of theories, a lot of thought this season. I think they took all comers, Cecily. (laughs) Yay! But this finale sure made that seem like a big waste of time. Oh, what could have been. Instead of epically satisfying, it ended up being a convoluted spin on It Was All a Dream. So while I'd love to offer some fresh take on what it all meant, I'm just going to throw out a ton of questions I either missed the answers to or totally left unanswered. Why did they even bother with Michael's backstory? They spent a decent amount of time building him up as a somewhat sympathetic, and then the way they killed him was pretty fucking cold. He had the mental capacity of a child at that particular point. His only human family member had just abandoned all hope for him, and then he got run over, and at the same family member watched him die and told him to go to hell. Even after watching the episode Madison's Head... Uh, watching him explode Madison's head and eat Laveau's heart, I felt really bad for him dying in the street like that. Was I supposed to? No, like, what if she'd gone back when he was a baby and just, like, curb-stomped him? Curb-stomped a baby! Would we feel good about curb-stomping a baby? Right, she went back to the delivery room where, as Vivian was giving birth, and just picked him up and dropped him. Like, Hitler's a six-year-old boy, and you just run him over in the streets of fucking... Geneva or wherever he would be hanging well, out. I think Hitler could have been a better person. I don't think the literal Antichrist can. Yeah, if he's it's got still the mental bad... acuity of a child. Then it's it's just he's a... still murdering and thinks that that's an innocent thing to do. So he can't go to hell. But also, yeah, I wish he had. <laughs> he's bulletproof, but he's not car tire proof. I, I, I nothing against. I think Michelin, you're supposed to understand man. that they hadn't given him oh, his dark right. baptism, and he that... didn't get the snake blood and right. draw his. He can age him. twenty years in a night, but he doesn't have any of his other satanic powers. Apparently, fuck, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's in a hurry to grow up. What can I say? Uh, how did Michael come to live with just Miss Mead? What happened to the other two Satan worshippers? What the hell happened? Why did Madison take Mallory and Coco to the hair salon? It seemed like she was hand-delivering them to Mutt and Jeff, but that's assuming Gallant and the boyfriend... But that's assuming Gallant and the boyfriend equals Mutt and Jeff, and even if they do, why would she be delivering them to the to them? I, I, I Fuck, I... I would love to see a unified theory dis, disproving Gallant and Mutt and Jeff and uh, Billy Eichner's boyfriend not being the same character. Because Billy Eichner's boyfriend. Billy Eichner as the boyfriend. If they're not the same character, then it is super fucking confusing and coincidental that Madison would deliver them to these particular personas. Right. No, like, Brock is definitely a separate person because he comes in and stabs Madison. If it would have been just as easy for him to have gone to the salon that day and gotten on the plane with all of them if they were. Yeah. If he were. I've they just, were. It's just, yeah, it's, it's one of the more unfortunate casting multiple people. And I understand why Murphy did it, but it's an unforced error to have it wrapped up like this where all these characters are converging like it's meant to be. And that was one of the, that's one of the more compelling theories. Like, oh, well, you know, Mutt and Jeff are just going to be mind controlled, mind wiped allies of Satan on the other side. It just, it just didn't come together. What the hell happened? Why did Michael bang Mr. Gallant as Rubberman? That's a damn fine question because he was exploring his connection with his dad. It doesn't have to be all business. He was just having some fun. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, Rubberman's not as formal as you might you might think. He likes to let his vinyl encased hair down. Rubberman. Michael had met Mrs. Vener- Venerable, but when he showed up at the outpost, she didn't know who he was. Why wasn't he surprised by that? That's a damn fucking fine question. Like, did they forget the show that her mind got wiped? Yep. Uh, this has bugged me also so much. Only that select group of people at the yeah, Halloween... Yeah, that's the other thing. If Mutt and Jeff were the same people, then... Yeah, she would have had her mind wiped too. 
or she would have been part of Michael's plan, but she right. had no knowledge. Right. What was the point uh, of him confronting her about her spine? Man, fuck me if I know. Okay. Nope. We're not going to do this. I don't We're know. not going to do this. I don't know. Uh, this has also bugged me so much. Only that select group of people at the Halloween party ate the apples that were poisoned and died. What happened to all the other greys and outposts? What happened to the giant woman? I, she just got killed in the witch on oh, War, yeah. Warlock she action. she was there too. Yeah. What about all the other servants with their top knots? I know. I know. I'm just saying they got they got this collateral damage from the witch war, I think. Uh, what dragged Michael's horses into the woods? Yes, one of the signature grace notes oh in the God. early season, oh, and yeah. they never paid off. I want to see giant rad scorpions. Scorpions that are both rad and are infected by radiation. I wanted my my, my rad scorpions, damn it. <laughs> uh, why can the bunker teens make an Antichrist all on their own without the whole satanic incubus act? Special DNA? What the fuck is that anyway? I don't care, neither does Murphy. Thanks for the great season of podcast. Here's hoping season 9 and 10 are bangers, but I'm definitely not ready to pre-bang them at this point. I will say this. There will be banger episodes in seasons 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. It's unlikely the seasons themselves will be bangers. Maybe 10. Maybe Murphy pulls out all the stops. He's have just too ever, busy. Have He's we ever busy. banged an entire season? I don't think we banged I don't think any of the seasons are bangable. Like, maybe Coven, but mm-hmm. I remember thinking a lot of po- i remember teasing you a lot in my that first season of like you like this show what the hell uh, so like, it can't be perfect right and that was only your th- the third season for you i know i know no uh but we'll see we'll see there might be the great great ahs hope uh, an actual bangable season <laughs> like so many styrofoam <laughs> mannequins and anton lavey's <laughs> It's on the Vase Attic. That's it. I'm Googling it right now. An entirely bangable season. (laughs) Entirely. EPH. So this season, American Horror Story especially, you guys have had me bursting out into laughter at the most inopportune times on the bus at work during church. Wow. Listening to AHS podcasts at church. At church, This season. I like you, EPH. (laughs) That's that's real antichrist behavior. You seem like a real quality person. Uh, And you're welcome. So I listened to your last podcast, and I want to address two points that came up. One, I don't think we can judge Madison's personal hell. You pointed that, would I go to hell for Judge Madison's personal hell? You pointed out that Misty Day had to gut that frog over and over again. That's her personal hell. Except do you think stabbing a frog would bother Madison at all? For all we know, folding towels is Madison's frog. Stab, repeat. But, but here's the thing. Like, Madison seemed bummed out about her hell. But she wasn't shrieking in terror and existential grief from her soul. Like, whatever your personal hell should be, I think it should... Maybe that's just how badass Madison is. She just, just nothing you could do would make her beg or plead or scream or do anything. Right. So you might as well just annoy the piss out of her, because that's the one thing you can, you can get her to do. You can get her th- to throw herself against a wall of towels and, and beg her <laughs> fist futilely against it. But yeah. still is one of my favorite. God damn, I got to get that as a gift. I really don't think the twist... Okay, moving on. I really don't think the twist ending ruined things. Season one ended on a similar cliffhanger, and we didn't look at it as incomplete. Every season ends with loose strings. Sometimes they're eventually addressed, and sometimes they're like the aliens from season two. Michael's story was told he doesn't have to come back next season. Maybe he won't pop up again until season 13. Holy shit. No <laughs> one no one got my consent seasons. to do 10 years of this. No. Nope. I did not consent. Nope. I've, 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 I've sort of consented to 10 seasons, 13, I don't know. Slow down, slow down, EPH. I haven't consented to shit. <laughs> like La- we said, this is a side gig. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, just want to say that I'm on team hashtag Romeo and Juliet or alien babies all grown up. Yes. Hope you guys have projects in the works for in-between seasons. Another uh- convert to the Church of Cecily. <laughs> Uh, actually, on a serious note, do look out sometime between now and the new year for our advice show that we are going to be doing, our bi-monthly advice show. Uh, the number's not zero, I think is what we're going to call it. Uh, mm-hmm. Subscribe to the Bald Move on social media or just check out baldmove.com periodically uh, because we're going to have a, a whole new whole new feed, whole new feed and everything for that. Yeah. Sasu. Cecily, as a psych major, I have to unfortunately be that guy and briefly get on my soapbox as why calling an episode schizophrenic is problematic. Long story short, schizophrenia refers to people who experience especially auditory and sometimes visual hallucinations, and to use it as a symptom for frantic, not only inaccurate, but downplays mental illness. People who uh, often confuse schizophrenia for disassociative personality disorder 
also known as multiple personality disorder, when they're meaning to say a piece of media cannot make up its mind and is fast-paced, jerking you around, that would be a more accurate thing to say, but still problematic. So, sorry if I'm cutting off as annoying, but I'm hoping you understand my concern. Okay. It's I mean, yes, it's annoying, but honestly, I don't know any other way to call people on problematic behavior. It's, it's always fucking, like, womp, womp, but good on you for bringing it to your attention, and I... We'll, we'll, we'll try to do better because you're right. Like actually, we, there is a really good way to call people on their bullshit, but it involves having a you know conversation with them. Yeah, like inviting us out to dinner and then you know gives supplies with drinks, and then you pitch us on a multi level marketing scheme. So we're like really braced for the worst, and then you 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 head faked into that into a discussion of our problematic behavior. So it's like, oh, it's relieved. Jesus, I thought he's going to want us to sell Lularoe, and he just wanted us to let us know that we were not being sensitive to people with mental illnesses. And I certainly don't want to be in that cut. Because like you said, it wouldn't be less problematic to be like, this episode is multiple personality disorder. It's like we have to stop shitting on people that uh, are trying to get help for their mental illnesses or stigmatizing that by by describing negative things uh, by their affliction. I mean, we do. We just got to. And it's it's a little bit of progress at a time. so, So thanks for bringing it to our attention. Let's move on. Right. And fucking up and being corrected is the best way to learn. Yeah, it really is. Uh, anyway, about the episode, I think my feelings align more here with Aaron. Hashtag Team Aaron. This my. episode certainly felt rushed, but I we'll really... F- see where the point is first. <laughs> but I really felt like a lot of the beats were awesome. I literally remember myself praising... Was there praising- a question mark there? There was. Okay. I literally remember... Did you hear it in my inflection? <laughs> well, I, remember- I know that from listening to the last couple episodes, you've been experiencing a little bit of pu- puberty. <laughs> That's true. That's true. The cracking voice. and just- I I literally remember myself praising the episode aloud during commercial break. No, that's... See, okay. I just, I'm just fucking <laughs> with you now. Yes, I'm frustrated Murphy practically tripping over his own legs to get to the finish line, but I must say he wrapped up everything, which feels like little to no plot holes left open. Sarah Paulson and uh, Billy Lord's acting was top-notch. The drama at the climax to me was thrilling, and Angela Bassett coming back was everything, even though it was for a disappointing few minutes. The ending was a time-jumpy disaster, but then again, wasn't the entire season in a way. I mean, then again, wasn't every American Horror Story podcast. I mean, they're all time-jumpy. They don't usually actually include time travel, but... Jesus Christ, Cult had like six different timelines it was operating on last season. It's like some fucking Inception shit. Right. I need a I need an infographic on Reddit to, to explain it all for me. But no, you're right. Like heads exploding was cool, hearts ripping out and eating was cool. Uh Laveau coming back was super cool and serving Dinah's ha- Oh, yeah, Marie Laveau. Marie and and and, and serving out Dinah was super cool. Like there was a lot uh Madison grabbing Kathy Bot's arm cannon and going to town with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh and then being like, "Well, guess it's back to hell." Like that's there was 30 really solid minutes in this episode and that's the day yeah, it's it, it was both overstuffed and understuffed mm-hmm. so weird uh moving on to kevin a so i think mallory kept quiet because if she lets on how powerful she really is or the events of the different timelines it might a trigger some type of change in the timeline what how worried is she like Queenie's supposed to die and she swerves that so how is she supposed to convince them all that she's a supreme now too I think it's just when uh, Sarah Paulson starts getting ashy again. Just trust me. Trust me. I I can't tell you, but I have have the juiciest secret. She's going to be one of those annoying people like, oh, my God. I I, I was just remembering this one thing I did. Oh, I can't tell you about it, though. I can't tell you about it. I don't think Sarah Paulson could ever be ashy. Her upper lip is an inexhaustible source of water. Right. It's like the Amazon River. You're right. How she could ever get ashy and start flaking off and becoming less supreme. Like, you know, she could get like, she could get like cancer for sure. For sure. That mutant upper lips got to be good for that. But, but like turning into some kind of ash monster, I don't see it. Right. Too too much moisture in that body. You know, that big hole there, that big blue hole in Belize in the ocean. Yeah. That's kind of what's forming in her stomach. And it's going to be like (laughs) an Ouroboros. Ouroboros. (laughs) Uh, B, expedite the current Supreme's death. She's next in line for Supreme, but since there's no apocalyptic event calling Mallory to become more a, a more powerful witch, there's no need to disclose that information. She probably thinks that keeping quiet will keep Cordelia alive. 
She's already witnessed that Cordelia was willing to sacrifice herself to make Mallory supreme. I think that's a fairly compelling reason that I wish was more in the text and not subtext. Because I could get, I could get. It, it's clear that without a lot of buildup, they had they had kind of created this thing where they had a special relationship. Um, mm-hmm. and that, that I buy that Cordelia has a special relationship with all her witches. Like that's something that she does not share with her, with her, uh, her mother. Um, that's right. But I think they could have done a better job telling that in the denouement, mm-hmm. the denouement, <laughs> uh, as a, as an aside, since the timeline has now changed, maybe Mallory's no longer in the running for Supreme or at the very least not foreseeable future. Who knows? What? I mean, like yeah. the time's changed, so maybe she's not going to be Supreme. This is, is it set in stone? Is it genetic? I think, uh, I think it was confirmed because once Cordelia sacrificed herself, all of her power transferred to Mallory as the Supreme. Mm. I think you were just destroyed with facts and logic, Kevin. But, you know, I'm thinking about going back through the Coven season and it seems pretty... Wasn't Michael the Supreme also? Uh, no, 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 no. He, he was definitely not a warlock or a witch. He was, uh, that was the whole thing. He was masquerading as one to, to get the male witch allies, but he, he's using Antichrist powers to masquerade. Okay. Right. So that theory was confirmed. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and move on to Alina Mack from Akron, Ohio. Banger finale, (laughs) except for the epilogue about the teens, which undid the season and created more plot holes. Pros. Angela fucking Bassett, fucking A. The Kathy Botts explosion, loved it. Cons, Chekhov's radiated uh, Billy Eichner. Yeah, I mean, boy. Hmm. Yeah, that was a, that was a missed opportunity to, to, do, to do some more cool stuff with that. Chekhov's My Death Will Be Her Strength trope that they had literally been talking about all goddamn season. Um, I mean, I, it, it kind of was. I mean, they did pay that off, right? Uh, I'm not yeah. sure, I'm not sure like, if like she just didn't like it or if she's like they 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 didn't they didn't do enough with it. Uh, but seriously, about the teens, aka the twins, how did Michael presumably know that they could birth a backup Antichrist? Were they special enough to create an Antichrist to begin with, especially without the aid of murder or, or murder house portal to hell? I don't think that Michael knew any of that at all. I think that he brought them in because of the aliens. <laughs> the aliens told DNA? him when the aliens no, are this- actually demons. Yeah, the, the the timeline doesn't really add up there because they, if they were children in the 60s, they'd be like in their 50s now. So hmm. unless they are also time traveling. Well, see, they're the opposite. They were the, op- they were the opposite of Michael. They were not in a hurry to grow up. Right, exactly. It took them 30 years to achieve teenager status. So that's that's you can just do that. You can just grow up or not grow up overnight. It's like some kind of inverted Peter Pan principle. Right, exactly. But I think that they made, I think that once they fell in love and had a baby, and once Michael was dead, that they had the opportunity to seize that for the ultimate alien, which supreme vampire baby. (laughs) Alien. Uh, Alina (laughs) says, it just seems like the supreme uh, should use Dr. Xavier's cerebro every few years to find an ex-antichrist and kill the baby. Yes, the witches should get into the habit of killing babies because apparently this is going to keep happening because time is a flat circle and none of this matters. Ah, you know, that's actually fun fact. Did they say that in the email? Yes, they they did. uh, um, No, 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 I meant the time is a flat circle. Because you guys both made the same Rust Cole joke. Uh, fun fact: In season one of True Detective, you you know Russ Cole talks about uh, a baby being microwaved as like this ultimate evil. That was actually the witches taking care of another Antichrist. Yep. You're welcome. No way. You're you're welcome, Matthew McConaughey. Time is a flat circle. Walk the bride's path. <laughs> Walk the bride's path, little little baby. <laughs> <laughs> Walk the hot pocket path, little baby. Oh no! Um, this got to be annoying and disturbing for nobody, for everyone who has not seen True Detective. Well, you should. The first season is fantastic, and hopefully the third season won't be a third. Uh, by the way, Bald Move will be covering it in January 2019. G. Juline, I'm going to toss this out here. Michael was not the Antichrist. I think he was a distraction. I would explain. <laughs> it would explain why his quote unquote father would never talk to him, and why he didn't really seem to have any other actual direction. He was just trying to be the Antichrist while being manipulated by others who were way more competent. He said throughout the entire season that he didn't know what his father wanted him to do. Also, what was his end game? Play bunker with a bunch of rich sons of bitches. I was really disappointed in that. 
That's really the Fallen Angels' final goal. Okay, what if you're right? This was the devil's camouflage for his actual child, which is going to be born by the twins. Why? So he takes it. So like, I mean, just you know, you need you need the witches to expend all their effort fighting this war, so they completely miss the actual war. I mean, that's an elaborate distraction. You get the murder house thing going. And you have a whole season of television about it. Uh, but like. I could kind of see that. I don't think for a minute that's what Murphy's intending, but like you could definitely read it that way. You don't think so? I I don't know. That's an interesting theory, and I'm taking all the theories. You are. You you Just because the season's over doesn't mean I'm going to stop. You can't take not take my theory. I mean, come on. I'm the theory collector. Uh, also, Michael is really, really evil. He's born of a demon, but I think he may have been the John the Baptist to this kid's actual Antichrist, mistaken by many to be the thing that he's actually a portent of. Yeah, I told, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. He's like the uh, Life of Brian type of, type of character. He's born in the manger next door. Also, if you're evil incarnate, you throw your misbegotten son Michael at the witches and see their entire game plan for defeating you. They've shown all their cards and strategies and thrown it all away in a practice run. Sort of makes evil a little smarter in this universe than I was going to go for. Hmm. That is interesting. Uh, and then, but, but, I mean, yeah, I guess. But what's, what's Satan's play to, to defeat time travel? <laughs> like that, because that's the witch's response. Nan. Like, huh? Nan. Nan. It's right. He's just holding. He's got a. He's got a side deal with Papa Leg, but they just unleash Nan. Um, telephone of madness. If Mallory went back in time, shouldn't there be two Mallories in the new timeline? Also, if there can be only one yeah. Supreme, why doesn't Cordelia Supreme die as soon as Mallory Supreme arrives in the past? Also, why does Antichrist 2.0 have to be born in California where the witches are? Seems risky, etc., etc. I got an answer for this one. Well, okay. <laughs> what is it? But. It involves spoilers from the movie Coherence. And if anyone's seen the movie Co- Coherence, then you understand what I'm referencing. And I think that's exactly what happened. I think your you comment lacks up. coherence because I don't, I, I don't get it. I if seen, you, but I haven't seen Coherence. No, you so. haven't. There you go. So You're- if you pop open the trunk, all the answers are there. Just going to say that. <laughs> if not, everyone needs to see Coherence. It's a really good movie. Um, also, I don't think the Antichrist has to be born in California because the witches are in uh, Louisiana. So they have a little bit of geographic separation Ooh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like sea level. The, the supreme rule. Yeah, you're right. Cordelia should have just keeled over of a heart attack as soon as she came back in the past. Like not know how or why, but oh my God, there's two Supremes. You know, <laughs> like, you know, magic can't be fooled by time travel, can it? Uh, maybe she's just gonna, oh, I don't know. I really don't. Was it sort of like a spiritual and mental kind of time travel? That you can give your previous or your past self all of the full knowledge of the future? It's the kind of time travel where you don't worry about causality. Just don't worry about it. Or multiple timelines or impacting the fabric of space and time. Like, it's it's just like a six-year-old's imagination of what a time, how time travel would function. Yeah, take Which... that six-year-old and then murder them in the street. <laughs> Back over them three times. Make sure you got the job done right. Also... Someone correct me. It wasn't a Toyota. I can't remember who it was, but it's, a, I guess, a Subaru. <laughs> I tell you what. Are those better at running people you can't, over? You can't beat that full-time active all-wheel drive when it comes to running over Antichrist. No, you cannot. Like, you don't want your traction. You don't want to lose traction when you're going for that third backup. Yeah, because all the, the, the viscera gets very slippery. The ground clearance in a sedan? Yeah, that's, that's a premium feature. No, no, no. They don't nearly have the, the towing and uh, trucking <laughs> capacity. Well, guys and gals, is that it? We've we've had some laughs, we've had some tears, we've all learned some things. For example, I haven't learned anything. Uh, let's all try not to 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 uh, to use mental illness as a as a negative descriptor. Oh, fine, I learned something. Uh, and uh, I, I think uh, we had a good. This is one of the this is one of the more fun. I know it didn't it didn't end up in a spot we were all hoping for, and and maybe if uh, we had a little fan fiction circles, we could we could have probably scripted something better, but. I did like the return to Coven. Uh, I am kind of reinvigorated about season nine. Uh, I, uh, you know, like cult had kind of almost killed the love, but this season has largely brought it all back. Because even when it's being stupid, can I still say stupid? I'm gonna. I, I want to re- reserve the right to always say something is stupid. If I can't say something, if, if I can't use a lack of intelligence as a way to say something is negative, then I don't know what the. I don't know if I want to live in that society. You can use the word stupid. Yeah, but. Wouldn't you feel better if you used a different word? Like I've been what? making it my goal. Plaid? Be, I've been making it my goal this year to be more impeccable with my word. Instead of saying 
oh, it's stupid, this sucks, or oh, that's funny. Are you four agreements like me? Is that what you're doing? Is that a four agreement? Yeah, use your word impeccably as the first one, I believe. Uh, well, then I like the word impeccable, but I'm making it my own thing. And it, I, I believe it means something completely different in that book. Mm. Precise is the word I'm looking for. Be precise with your word. Is okay. it stupid or is there a better descriptor that actually identifies what you're feeling? Hmm. But feel free to use the word stupid by all means. I just like, you know, it's just got, it's got a nice round <laughs> mouthfeel like to it. Something stupid. a stupid person would do. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's got a problematic past. And, and 10 years from now, I'll be looking back in this podcast. I really missed a Mark Aaron. But had a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for all of your guys' compliments and praise along the way. And uh, your corrections. And your corrections and your your your, and your, your theories. We like, we like all that stuff. Uh, we will be back. I, I, our intention last year was to come back with a different show and like, you know, maybe a, uh, um, a, a handmaid's tale or an American yeah, gods. What do we be, got coming down? American the gods is supposed to come back next year. That'd be kind of, I really liked that first season. Penny dreadful. That just got announced, so we're a ways away from that, right? right? Uh, Penny Earful, we're definitely coming back for that. We can't promise the length of cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we the show could be canceled on... three episodes in, and then then what we would have, right? Uh, nothing, and nothing then, but an empty podcast feed. Yeah, in the new year, we're gonna have our own our own show going, where you know we will know what we're talking about most of the time <laughs> yeah i actually i think we do have some smart insightful things to say about relationships and careers and life strategies and all that kind of stuff and if not right. and we like hearing from all of you yeah I guess that's the other thing is like because the bald move family is so big and so diverse and has got so many smart non-stupid people in it that even <laughs> when we have shallow areas in our own expertise i'm sure i'm sure we can put the bat signal out and some of the some of the bald move family will jump in and help out so be looking, be on the lookout for that because I'm really excited for our, our bi-weekly or bi-monthly. I think both of those can mean the same thing or neither. Like bi-monthly can bi-monthly mean is twice too... a month or every other month. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm using it in the twice a month sense of the word. Yes. Uh, our 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 advice every podcast coming soon. Every other week coming soon. Uh, don't know exactly when we'll see you, but uh, be on the lookout for us. Thank you again for listening to the season. I'm really bad at goodbyes and endings. Uh, yeah. But thank you. And again, we will see you next time. Until then, I'm Aaron. And until then and after, I'm Cecily. Have a great weekend and rest of your year. <laughs>